We're back. We're talking about the 2021 Miami Dolphins and giving our stats projections for all your favorite fantasy assets. Oh, Steve, here we are. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting team to talk about because, uh, like the dolphin, the dolphins have such high expectations, but also just a really low floor as well. So this is going to be very, very fun. Let's start by talking about Tua Tungavailoa, and as he plays, the team wins or loses. He had a rough rookie season stats wise, but he was seven and three as a starter. 11 touchdowns, five interceptions over the course of 10 games. Let's talk about what could go right for Tua. He didn't have a full camp this year. He has a full camp this season. He had all those COVID restrictions and a very tough offseason last year. Had that gruesome hip injury. Mm -hmm. He's a year away from that injury. He has better weapons around him. He has a full season to learn this offense. He has actual practice in pads all offseason. That's what can go right for me, and I am all in on Tua Tungavailoa during this offseason. I project him at 3,508 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Much better ratio for all involved. I also have him with 315 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns, which isn't a stretch because he had three during half of his 2020 season. Where is he yeah. going in drafts, and what is his price? Um, his He is currently quarterback 24 with an ADP of 1409. He's been drafted as high as 701 and as low as undrafted. I'm guessing he was drafted at 701 in a AFC East only draft. Um, <laughs> or I, a two-quarterback league. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I currently have him as my quarterback 19, and I think that's an absolute steal. Mm -hmm. I love one of my favorite strategies for this year, which is something I usually don't do. I usually draft one quarterback. That's it. But if you can get a, a steady Eddie, someone like Kirk Cousins, who you know is going to put up like top 14 numbers without fail every week, and then grab Tua late in the draft, I think he has mm -hmm. so much upside. Remember what he did in college was an absolute world beater. If he didn't have that injury, he would have been the number one overall pick period in the twenty. Uh, I guess that was 19 NFL draft class. So I love Tua. I love what he's doing. And I love the opportunity, the ceiling that he offers our fantasy players. Yeah. And training camps, training camp reports are talking about just how good Tua looks now that he is, you know, just looking so much better with, you know, from that hip injury, as you talked about. And, you know, and he's looked sharp on the deep ball. Like I've seen training camp videos yeah. of him hitting Devonte Parker and Will Fuller in stride. Like it's almost like at one point in time, Tua was the best player in college. Oh, he won the 2018 Heisman. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and the talent is there, Steve. Yeah. And I have, I have Tua as my 18th ranked um, quarterback. My stats are a little higher than yours. I have him with um, with 5,061 passing yards, 31 touchdowns. I I, I know, but like he has he has <laughs> he, he has two deep he has two deep ball targets. He's been he's you know and it, 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 there's just so much there's just so much around him. I think that he's just gonna have just such a strong season and i traded for him in one of my dynasty leagues so i am all in on tua 
I love it. Now those numbers are a little bit inflated. We're going to have to go back and adjust and see what we can ding down there. But let's talk about the run game first because the run game is going to be pivotal in Miami's turnaround this season. Mm -hmm. We have Miles Gaskin turns 24 this season. I think he's a valuable running back, not a workhorse, but he's going to be a very valuable running back. I have him with 230 rushes for just under 1,989 yards, five touchdowns, also adding 59 receptions for 441 extra yards and four extra touchdowns. Mm-hmm. How do you find him in drafts this year? Um, he's currently running back 21 with an ADP of 312. He's been drafted as high as 208 and as low as 409. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start with with this one. I don't have a lot of trust for the running backs for the Dolphins backfield. I I have him in my in my projections as running back 23, but I still don't have him breaking that thousand yard mark. And with and with a uh, uh, with a running back going as high as the third round. Uh, and not breaking the thousand yard mark, I don't want to have a lot to do with them. I um, I think I let me pull up his exact stats that I have for him. Um, running back twenty three, I said, uh, yeah, I have him with two hundred nineteen carries and eight hundred seventy six yards, five touchdowns, fifty six tar- fifty six targets, forty six receptions, four hundred nineteen receiving yards, and four touchdowns. That's so nice we're we're one. we're spot on with Miles Gaskins. We both have him around the same place. And although, like I said, my projections are not rankings. I'm projecting mm-hmm. him at being running back nineteen. However, he carries considerable risk. I would not be surprised if he is not the starting running back by week 10. I would not be surprised if next year they uh, Dolphins decide to go somewhere else and find someone else to do the job. There are yeah. valuable running backs on this depth chart. Miles Gaskins, then behind him, you got Malcolm Brown, who I have as like the true uh, hand, if you can say handcuff for someone who's not going to get 70% of the touches. But uh, then behind that, Dokes, Jordan Scarlett, Salvan Ahmed, those are all guys who are suitable NFL running backs, maybe not high upside guys. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is Gaskins is not safe. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, and I also agree with what you said about Malcolm Brown being the the true ha- handcuff here, not Salvin Ahmed, not Lynn Bowden Jr., um, not not Goads who who they drafted in the seventh round. Like I, I, I have, I have Gaskins and Malcolm Brown both projected with, um, with five rushing touchdowns because Malcolm Brown is it, he was it, when he played for the Rams, he was the goal line back. So like, I don't see, I don't see a lot of value here. Absolutely. And that does not mean we are, uh, I'm still projecting him to be a, a, a running back two over the course of the season. I just need to let you, the audience know there is considerable risk with Miles Gaskins. There's considerable upside, but there's considerable risk. Um, let's talk about Malcolm Brown. Now, Malcolm Brown, I have someone who, outside of injury to Gaskins, is completely off my board. I'm with 95 rushes, three touchdowns, 380 rushing yards, um, you know, a, a half dozen receptions. Someone who I'm just not very interested in this offseason. Where's he going? What is his price? Um, actually, uh, um, Salvin Ahmed is the only other running back that has been ranked, but, um, because he's on, undra- because Malcolm Brown is undrafted, you know, but like for me personally, I have Malcolm Brown with 416 rushing yards. I have Salvin Ahmed with, um, with 147. Like I did, like, like I just keep on saying, I just don't see value here. 
Absolutely. Now, we talked about Malcolm Brown being the goal line back for this team, but I'm not even sure that's a very valuable uh, role to have. We talked about Tua. I projected him at seven rushing touchdowns. Inside the five-yard line, Tua had three rushes for five yards and three touchdowns last season. Ran three times, scored three times. I think that is the vulture we need to worry about on this offense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Malcolm Brown has that, you know, goal line back upside. He might have 10 goal line or 10 inside the five touches, but I, it's just not interesting for me to, to have someone falling in the end zone being the only thing that makes them fantasy relevant. I do, however, want to talk about someone else. I want to talk about Jared Dokes. He's a big mm-hmm. boy, six foot one, two hundred twenty-five pounds from Cincy. I think he was drafted in the last round of the NFL yep. draft, but profiled as possibly going much earlier. He profiles, according to Player Profiler, as a TJ Yeldon type, someone who can kind of do everything, big but not overbearing, and just kind of an all-around guy. TJ Yeldon had a good, solid little NFL career, um, but his value was always dictated by his usage. I think Dokes, if if the right cards fall his way, could be the beneficiary of moving up this depth chart, becoming the goal line back. And let's say there's an injury or maybe Gaskins fails at ever really converting in the backfield. I think Dokes is someone that you should definitely, he should definitely be rostered in Dynasty, but as someone who at the end of this season may uh, emerge as, you know, uh, a top 30 player for the 2022 uh, NFL draft season. Mm, I don't Fantasy see draft that. I, I don't, I don't see that upside, but you know, a, anything's possible. You know, we're it, talking it, about miles Gaskin as a top 30 player. Who would have guessed that last year? So I guess, you know, <laughs> uh, careers have a strange way of unfolding here. Let's talk about the passing game, Steve. Yeah, we got two is going to have to have someone to throw to. We have Devontae Parker. We have Will Fuller. We'll start with Will Fuller. Um, It's tough for me because Miami has two of their three starting wide receivers who have major injury concerns every season. Will Fuller is the rule, not the exception. Averaging 10.6 games per 16 through his five seasons. That is yuck. He's talented enough, uh, and we have to account for that. I have him at 50 targets, 30 receptions, 480 yards, and four touchdowns. Those will probably all be on 90-yard catches over two games. <laughs> Who knows at this point, Will Fuller? Yeah, um, Will Fuller is the highest ranked of the Miami wide receivers, going at wide receiver 38 with an ADP of 903. And he's been taken as high as 612 and as low as 1012. And like Will Fuller is the ultimate boomer bust player. On one hand, you know, you have what he did before the suspension. Like he was a gangbuster, but before his suspension last year, he was going to, he was going to be well over 1400 yards, well over 10 touchdowns. But like, as you said, he's always injured. Uh, You know, he's or suspended. He will be suspended for week one of the 2021 season. Now, I have him at wide receiver 45. So that's going to be a no for me. I don't mind him as a flex fill-in or maybe like uh, something you're going to stash on your bench and use for their upside, but you can't rely on him to start. Um, I remember him um, last season, wasn't it? Uh, He had six straight games scoring a touchdown, then he didn't score twice, and then he put up a two touchdown games. He has that ability, and it's so Mm -hmm. frustrating that he can't put it all together over the course of a season. I'm not sold on Will Fuller. I'm not falling into the trap of drafting him to own him. I would like to use him in DFS. 
Yeah, DFS is the only place that I would see using him because, like, you you have him at you have him at forty five. I have him at wide receiver sixty one. Like, I I have him, I have him with seven hundred and seventy five re- um, receiving yards and on fifty two receptions. Like, I'm I'm just I just don't want any part of him. Let's talk about a guy who I've been very vocally against for multiple years, but I kind of turned sweet on last season. That is Devontae Parker. He is the incumbent wide receiver. Um, he's kind of a known commodity at this point in his career. He's going to be around seven, 800 yards. He's going to have single-digit touchdowns. I have him this season at 95 targets, 59 receptions, 777 yards, six touchdowns. Again, you can't trust him to play 16. I have him playing about 14, but... Who the heck knows Devontae Parker? <laughs> he is currently wide receiver 53 with an ADP of 1202. He's been taken as high as 807 and as low as um, 1306. I This is actually one of my surprise buys. Um, I, I, you know, you didn't want to, right? You don't, it just feels yucky. You don't want to. Yeah. Because like, because like if, if, if he plays all 17 games, which is possible. It, my 17 my 17 um game projection for him is wide receiver 24 with 142 targets 83 receptions 1171 uh, yards and six touchdowns and there's plenty of evidence from last season that Tua and Parker had good connections especially um oh, I threw the I threw the stat away ah but um but the, like week 17 last year the the um it, it, Parker had like 14 14 targets and like I think it was seven I think he caught 50% of them so like I mean he, he's going in 1202 if he if he's projected if he can if he can come out as a wide receiver two going in the 12th round that's a steal. I agree. I agree. He's going to catch about <laughs> half of his balls from two of the season. I think uh, if Tua takes that step forward, Devontae Parker is going to be a primary recipient of the fantasy points. Again, over 17 games, I put him as a top 30 wide receiver. I can't do that. I am at wide receiver 45, which is still eight spots above where he's currently going. So I'm a buy on Devontae Parker. And again, it was a surprise to me too. I was like, oh, look at this. I had no idea, but it looks like that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Let's move ahead and talk a little bit about Jalen Waddell, the rookie. Now, Jalen yeah. Waddell was drafted um, at pick number six in the first round. He's going to be involved. 1,999 college receiving yards, 17 touchdowns in his time in Alabama. The talent is huge. But the volume has been low. We need him to take that next step up. Surprise, guess what? He's coming off of an injury where he missed last of ha- the ha- second half of last season. That's kind of a thing with the Miami Dolphins. Talk about Jalen Wild a little bit, Steve. Yeah, it, he's currently wide receiver 45 with an ADP of 1006. He's been taken as high as 706 and as low as 1208. Um, for me personally, I have him as wide receiver 58. Um, but I can see him outperforming um, um, both your ADP and my Emmy and and his um, yeah. projection projected ADP. But as I've always said, and and I'm just gonna keep on I'm just gonna keep on saying this: rookies normally take a little bit of time to develop. Yes, there's always res- exceptions, but not everyone can be Justin Jefferson. You know, I, and and you know, pick him up in Dynasty. 
absolutely pick him up in dynasty, but picking him up in the 10th round in any other, even, even redrafts and keepers. I, I would be hesitant. I would take him. I would, if I can get him in the 12th round, I'll probably think about it. Now here, let me just provide the counter argument for Jalen Waddle. First of all, he went to what college? Alabama. Alabama. He played with Tua Tagovailoa. So that is uh, step number one. They already have some report. I, I think Jalen Waddle was drafted specifically for Tua. They are meant yeah. to be together. Do you remember who Tua's slot receiver was in college? It was a guy named Jerry Judy. Does that ring a bell? An incredible <laughs> wide receiver, which is why Waddle was lower on the depth chart there. But the report is there. He plays a position that Tua is going to love to throw to. If Tua's moving the chains this year, he's going to have to rely on a slot receiver, and he's going to have to rely on the most consistent player on the field. I believe that will be Jalen Waddle during next season. So I absolutely love it. I have him at wide receiver 44, which is currently right around where he's going in drafts. But Keeper dynasty, I love that for sure. I think Jalen Waddle has the chance to step out. I would maybe say he starts a little slow and then booms at the end of the season, but the report is already there from college. Tua, again, he's first full training camp. So yeah. you can talk about report with other players. It's basically an entry-level field. Waddle is just as high as Parker, um, just as high as Fuller on the, the pecking order today. Yeah. For week one. So I absolutely love what he has to offer. I th Again, he was drafted to connect with his old quarterback, and that's what's going to happen this year. Fair point. Let's move on and talk about Mike Kosicki. Tight end Mike Kosicki had 85 targets, 703 yards, and six touchdowns during last season. I have him with 90 targets, 58 receptions, and 720 in the next year, six touchdowns. Very, very similar year to 2020. Where's he going to drafts? He is currently tight end 10 with an ADP of 809. He's been taken as high as 601 and as low as 1102. Now comes the important question, Steve. Are you buying or selling? Um, I am buying. I, I have Gasecki as my tight end eight. Um, I have him second in targets behind Parker with a hundred and I have him at 110 targets with 78 receptions and 913 yards and six touchdowns. Um, I, I like his potential this year with Tua and I think he can definitely have a solid fantasy season and, you know, in half PPR with, with I have him at 166.3 points, which is just about 9.78 points per game. Absolutely. But I have Gesicki a little lower. I have him at tight end 11 currently at his spot. He's going to be a fade for me. Again, we've mm -hmm. talked about me. I love taking tight end, the, one of the top four tight ends these uh, next couple of years in the draft. However, um, Gesicki was someone I was very high on last year. I talked him up a lot, so now I need to kind of explain why I'm pumping the brakes. Tight end 11, where I have him projected, would be near career highs in every single stat category. We need to factor in the offensive changes. Um, he was very touchdown dependent and i think this is going to be a team that's going to look to run the ball a little bit in the red zone including by the quarterback he's now on the covid list so he is missing some valuable camp time and we need to take that into effect and coaching changes miami dolphins have a big mix-up offensive coordinator it looks like they got rid of a few guys and everyone else moved up the line i think they're going to run a less favorable tight end scheme during this upcoming season. And I think Mike Kosicki is going to be just a guy. 
I think he's going to be a good tight end. He's a better player for his team than he is for fantasy. I like him. I like what he brings to the table. I wish he was in a better system. I wish I could have him ranked as a top five guy. A lot of people in the fantasy industry do, but I need to pay attention to the coaching changes, um, the the way this offense is going to run, and that's not through Mike Kosicki next season. Um, I agree with that. But one of the reasons why I do have him projected with 110 targets is because of how unreliable the other weapons can be around him and how many injuries they could incur. We got a point here on Gasicki. We got a counterpoint on Mike Gasicki. Drop a comment below and let us know what side you are on. Gasicki up, Gasicki down. While you're down there in the comment section, make sure you click the bell icon to get notified when we drop new videos. Hit the subscribe button. We're looking to get to... uh, Let's go to 1,000 before the season starts. I think that's uh, within the realm of possibility. Let's get there. Steve, do you have any <laughs> last thoughts? Um, no, I mean, I, I, it, I just really like the potential for Miami this year. If everything gels together, we could be looking at a fantasy gold mine here. Where are we going to land? Probably somewhere in the middle. But we're uh, here to give you that coverage and let uh, bring the projections and the rankings to you before this season starts. Thank you for joining us here at ID Sports. <laughs> <laughs>